welcome to your key to Orlando real estate. This podcast brought to you by the experts of the Orlando Regional Realtor Association is your go-to listening for all things home buying and selling in Central Florida. Our podcast is released on the third Tuesday of every month and we'll be bringing what you need to know if you're thinking of buying or selling a home anywhere in this area. Tune in for topics such as qualifying for a mortgage, staging your home to sell, considering new construction options, and so much more. Of course, we'll always take a look at the current state of the Orlando housing market and its influence on buyers and sellers. You can look forward to a new Realtor host for each edition of Your Key to Orlando Real Estate. Hi, I'm your host, Realtor Rose Kemp. I have been an Orlando Realtor for 20 years and currently serve as director here at Aura, as well as vice chair for the communications committee. Everyone is probably aware Orlando's housing market currently favors sellers, particularly in the highly desirable $350,000 and under price ranges. But this doesn't mean that sellers can skip the important work that helps their home appeal to buyers and bring in the best price. In today's episode of Your Key to Orlando Real Estate, we will talk about how staging professionals advise owners on the repairs, the maintenance, and staging that brings out the best in their homes. Realtors' primary goal is looking after their seller's best interest. In the case of sellers, that means realtors coach them on improvements that will help their homes stand out from the competition. These suggestions include many that are practically free, such as decluttering personal items is huge, or low-cost items like repainting in neutral colors or pressure washing the exterior. Of course, a thorough cleaning is a must-do. To go over a few of the common tips that we can offer sellers to make their home sparkle, Today, I have with me Amanda Gibson. She is a certified staging professional and master color consultant, as well as the owner of the Finished Touch Designs. Amanda is also an approved and licensed continuing education instructor under Principles of Home Staging with the Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation, DBPR, and Florida Real Estate Commission, FREC. Thank you, Amanda, for being here with us today. We're going to go over just a few of the common tips that we can offer sellers to make their homes sparkle. And I would just like to add to that also that uh, in doing so, it could also help our sellers receive top dollar for their properties. Showcasing their property well goes a long way for many reasons. Uh, Would you agree, Amanda? Yes. Hi, Rose. Thanks for having me on. Yes, I absolutely agree. It's very important for the homes to be clean, uh, to get top dollar for the house. Everything from uh, top of the ceilings to the baseboards and everything in between. Buyers do not want to live in someone else's dirt. When I'm speaking to my clients uh, about how clean the house should be, because everybody has a different idea of what clean means, I kind of refer to hotel clean, Uh, meaning we know we go into a hotel room and we know hundreds if not thousands of people have stayed there uh, but we don't want any uh, any re- uh, 
to see any ideas that people were staying there. We don't want, uh, you know, to see the dirt that they left behind. So that's kind of the, the type of sparkling clean that we need when we're selling a house. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really agree with that. And, uh, and somewhat almost, you know, sterilizing the house, um, especially in these times that we're in right now, it's even more crucial than ever, as far as, you know, odors and, and that cleanliness is so important. Just like you said, just like when we go to a hotel, we just want to feel like fresh air, comfortable, right? And, and you can kind of smell clean. Exactly, exactly. Especially if there are, you know, if there are pets in the home, if there are cooking odors, or if they smoke in the house. That, that's just very putting off uh, to buyers. They, they don't want to be reminded that, you know, other people are living there. They have to start seeing themselves living in the home. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, you know, as far as pets living in the home, I know, like you said, sometimes, you know, there is odor or smoke odor. I mean, what would you recommend to someone if, if you can smell something? Is there, you know, ways that you could also advise them or help them maybe get rid of odors? Well, definitely cleaning carpets uh, or the carpets are beyond uh, a situation where they could be clean, then removing them and replacing them, not giving a carpet allowance. But uh, replacing carpeting and painting will definitely reduce the odors that are in a house. It's not easy to sell a home with pets in them. Not every, everybody loves, you know, animals. Uh, so if you're coming to look for the house, I tell my clients, don't, especially don't take the MLS photos with the pets or any of the pets items in the house. Make sure that they're all taken out for the photos. And when uh, there is a showing, to keep a basket at the front door, put all the pet items in it, take the pet and the items, put them in the car and, and leave and let the real estate agent do their job. I agree. Like uh, even baseboards, you know, because when you have pets, you kind of get that uh, dust some dust or even when people smoke or burn too many candles, you can kind of see that film and that dust in the baseboards. But also, um, I also think, you know, especially sometimes we have buyers that have um, allergies. It can really turn off a buyer to even, even consider looking at the home if they can see in the pictures that, oh, there's pet toys or there's, I've actually seen realtors sometimes put pictures and you could see the dog or the cat in the picture, a big no-no, oh. right? That, a huge no-no, absolutely. Uh, I go through so many photos online. Everybody puts their, you know, their their pets in the picture, and they think it's cute. But unless the pet is coming with the house, <laughs> they All don't right. they don't belong in the picture. And of course, we don't want to uh, we don't want to turn any buyers away before they get there. So Amanda, I have a, a question for you um, that came in from one of uh, our consumers, and they wanted to know they have a lot of um, items in their home. Uh, that mean a lot to them. And I know sometimes it's hard for sellers to kind of detach from things like that. Why would you say it's so important for sellers to declutter and to remove their personal items from the home? Well, because buyers have to start seeing themselves living in the home. They have to start connecting to it emotionally. And if there's too many reminders that the sellers are there, they're not going to be able to uh, emotionally start, start moving in. They can't see their life now in, in this home. It just becomes a very big distraction to the buyers. I agree. Kind of like uh, too personalized. Exactly. It should not be too personalized. How we live in our home is perfectly fine. The colors and the decor we choose. But when we're looking to sell, uh, we have to remember it's not about us anymore. And uh, it's about the buyers. And the sellers have a difficult time disassociating themselves with their belongings, their things in the house. When should a seller uh, consider repainting? Well, you know, paint is actually, it's just, I call it money in a can. 
it's a it's a it's an inexpensive quick update uh to the house especially if there are if you had a lot of let's say shelves and and photos on the walls um it's it's really important to to repair the walls and uh paint also if the colors are too taste specific too bold too bright uh that is a reflection of the seller's tastes and and style but not every buyer wants to live uh you know in a home with orange walls or a red kitchen so it's it's very taste specific and we we want to neutralize it for the buyers okay yeah that's that's great advice um and i do notice uh when i work with some of my investors that are doing you know home improvements and flips and things like that it just always seems to be that the best color or option of color seems to be neutral or eggshell right right it should they should be neutral just either warm shades of white uh light grays grayages which is a gray and a beige together just just soft neutral colors because those colors um are not uh, too strong, too offensive to buyers, and they pretty much work with any decor and style that the buyers may be, you know, moving in uh, in with. I agree to that, and, and you know, I also notice when um, we repaint. For instance, sometimes you walk into a property, um, and when it's a smaller home and there's really bold colors, it could almost make the house feel more enclosed. Like it can make a bedroom or a living room or a kitchen feel smaller. And when you lighten up those colors, it really seems to kind of open things up and brighten things up and can actually even make a room look larger in person and in pictures. Would you agree? Absolutely, Rose. I 100% agree. A monotone color scheme will make a small space look much larger than it is. Actually, so what type, we have another question for you here. What types of small repairs what are small repairs that a seller can make that will make a big impact? Anything that the buyers can see, um, because if they can see it, then they're gonna wonder well, what else is wrong with the house that I can't see. So um, certainly the painting is definitely adds value back into the house. Patching up holes, cracks in the ceiling, or uh, you know, painting outside, any broken appliances, making sure the AC is working properly, repairing any leaky faucets or um, running toilets broken glass or let's say a broken you know the the screens of the lanai if, if they're torn garbage disposal needs to be fixed i've gone into homes where door handles fall off in my hand or the doorbell isn't working so those aren't very good first impressions yeah i i definitely agree with that nothing worse than uh trying to open a front door and, and you can't get it open and and the lock falls off from a bedroom door per se it's like that it definitely really makes you wonder well, what else is going on or what else is broke around here? It starts making that buyer actually look for items that are broke or, or not right. Right, correct. And if the buyer, you know, if those things happen, the buyer's going to say, all right, this house is not being taken very well care of. And in which case the uh, asking price of the house is not at the value that we're getting if we spend this money. We, we don't want to give the buyers any reason to walk away. We want to uh, address any concerns before the house hits the market. I've also noticed uh, when you have a buyer kind of make their little list, you know, let's say they like the house and they see that, you know, certain things need maintenance or repair and they write that list down when they're making their offer, they look at that list and they'll put a price tag on it. And what I notice is typically the price tag that the buyer is placing on those items is a lot larger than what sometimes what the actual cost is to do that maintenance or those repairs. 100% correct. Uh, that's why we say not to give uh, carpet allowances because, or, or painting allowances, 
because the buyers are going to uh, come up with a number that is a lot more money than actually cost to do it. It's a lot more cost effective for the sellers to make these repairs, paint, whatever needs to be done to update before the house goes on the market. Okay, so we have another question for you. What about first impressions and curb appeal? What are the little things that matter to potential buyers? Sure, well, curb appeal is actually their first initiation looking at the house because especially nowadays with COVID, everybody is starting their search online. And to make that final list of actually going to see the home in person, those photos online have to pop. And the curb appeal uh, needs to wow the buyer. It's, it's the first impression they get of um, the home. It's extremely important. It's the power of the front yard and the exterior catching the eye of, of the potential buyers. And we need to make it stand out. So repairing uh, any uh, paint work that needs to be outside, uh, power washing. I find that it's, 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 a nice, it's a nice feeling for the buyers to pull up and see a very clean, well-manicured lawn, some fresh, bright flowers at the front door, a fresh doormat, clean away the cobwebs, cut back the bushes. We want it very welcoming. I agree. And uh, I think also uh, uh, trimming uh, low-hanging trees, per se, that are maybe obstructing the view of the front door, those kind of things. Because when you take that front elevation picture, um, I, I hate when I don't see I can't see the house because the trees are just too overgrown. And so you can't appreciate maybe the beautiful front door or even the, the elevation of the home. It can obstruct Correct. it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I've seen so many homes with the, you know, the, the owners are living there for so many years and they've just let the bushes or the trees grow up, you know, really high above the windows. You can't, sometimes they're beautiful windows or like you said, a front door that we can't see. And also I feel it's a safety concern, especially, you know, as women, we are going to the house and we don't know who's standing behind those bushes. Lighting needs to be, make sure all the outdoor coach lighting is working in a working order. And if they seem outdated or uh, if they're pitted or broken, replace them, fix them. It's definitely uh, adds value back, back into the home. I do agree. And, you know, I, I want to add to that for our listeners that are prepping their homes for sale that... In our MLS system, we are required to use the front elevation picture of the home uh, as the primary photo. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, that is a requirement when you list a home and place it in the MLS. So when those buyers are scrolling through, you know, whatever uh, form of, of property search that they're doing, the very first thing they're going to see isn't all the nice stuff they have inside the house or the beautiful backyard maybe the first thing they're going to see is that front elevation the primary home is the front of the home correct and that's why that that has got to win them over any other recommendations i know we talked about the outside of the home landscaping uh what about special outdoor spaces um you know is there any recommendations you have with that if somebody has just a blank canvas maybe in the backyard what could they do with that? I mean, what is your thoughts on, on outdoor spaces and how they can maybe manage to make them better? Yeah, it's very important. Buyers um, are very interested in having an outdoor space. They, they want to start entertaining immediately and they want to be able to use that outdoor space as part of their living uh, space. So I definitely recommend um, staging it. And if there's nothing out there, putting uh, some little seating vignettes, if, if there's a pool, uh, you know, putting some seating around the pool, some pots of flowers, uh, even if there isn't a pool, just making sure it's clean, power washing, clean, clean, clean. Can't say that enough, inside and out. 
making sure the lawn is manicured making it inviting to be able to spend time outside is a, a especially here in florida with our beautiful weather that we have it just seems like a lot of times it's really nice and buyers really like it when they feel like it's an indoor outdoor living lifestyle and right. especially right now once again i'm going to mention i mean it's always been that way because it is florida and people love to spend time outdoors but even now that it just appears that you know we're spending a lot more time in our homes and we are spending a lot more time outdoors you know so i love those recommendations that you gave us do you have any final thoughts for our uh, listeners uh, any final advice anything we have in touch that you might want to mention my advice is always Stage first, then list, not put the home on the market, see what happens and, and, and then, you know, revisit it. But preparing the home, always preparing the home before the MLS photos are taken and before it goes on the market is, is very important. It's, it's, you got to put out your best first impression. Um, and, and last, the last little tidbit I want to add to all of this is, um, you know, being that we have new protocols as realtors, trying to keep uh, everybody safe, right? Keeping our sellers safe, mm -hmm. our buyers safe, and our realtors safe. I'm right. also going to just add that I highly recommend that um, we have uh, a, maybe a little table by the front door or something with some hand sanitizer, um, some gloves, um, and just a way of also making our buyers feel comfortable in that we are using these safety protocols. And I think that also goes a long way currently. Just even little things like uh, folding over toilet paper in the bathroom so you know if somebody had, had, you know, had used the bathroom while they were there so that it could be cleaned oh, uh, afterwards. Oh, that's a great idea. That's great. Thank you, Amanda, for joining us today and sharing your expertise with our listeners. Thank you, Rose. I really appreciate it and happy, happy to be here for you. I'm sure all of our listeners, whether you're in the process of buying or selling a house or thinking about getting started down that path, continue to have concerns about the Orlando real estate market as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. It's important to remember that we're in a global pandemic, not a real estate recession. Orlando is a vibrant destination in great demand for new residents, international home buyers, investors, etc. Orlando realtors are confident in the long-term strength of our real estate market. Let's talk about the numbers for July. During July, several months of paused transactions plus fantastic interest rates created a surge in buyer activity that tipped Orlando's home sales back into the black. Medium price continued on its upward path, while inventory fell to its lowest level this year. A total of 3,679 homes sold during the month, a tally that is 1% more than the 3,628 sales in July 2019. The median price of an Orlando home sold in July was $270,000, which is a 9% increase compared to July 2019. Inventory continues to be a challenge for Orlando's home buyers. Compared to July 2019, the number of homes on the market decreased by 22%, while compared to last month, there are 5% few properties available. Whether you're looking to buy or sell, contact an Orlando Realtor today so you can get moving. Thank you, Amanda, for being with us here today. We really appreciate all of the great advice and tips that you have shared with our listeners. 
If you're looking to buy or sell a home, go to orlandorealtors.com for information. You can also find a realtor today or browse properties in the Orlando area. Don't forget that a buyer's consultation with a realtor is free and using their expertise will keep the buyer or seller informed with how the market is changing. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Your Key to Orlando Real Estate. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate and review Your Key to Orlando Real Estate and tune in for episodes on the third Tuesday of every month.